0: after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors
1: hey kiddos welcome to another edition of after these messages the podcast where we talk about television commercials we talk about the good ones we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this.
0: Is it possible the new pope is a woman? Mm, probably
1: not. I follow the news pretty closely. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz, and we are your hosts. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Uh, quite a show. You know, I'm, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that we're a couple doing this show today, because we are talking about commercial crushes. I know you guys have a secret crush on some guy or, or lady who pops onto your TV set sell you toothpaste or insurance or whatever. Uh, Avivs and I have our commercial crushes, and uh, you guys sent us tons of yours, we'll be going through those today. Um, I don't know why I said, just looking back, I can't shake it. Why did I say I'm glad we're a couple? I guess, uh, you know, there's romance involved. Yeah. We're romantically involved.
2: It seems like it throws an extra complicating wrench into the it whole really thing. It really
1: does. I feel, and also, then I could have just kept going and ignored it, but then it's like nagging on me, so I couldn't not... Come back to that. Anyway, you guys did send us tons of your commercial crushes on our new Facebook page. Our Facebook group, I should say. Speaking of the new Facebook group, if you missed the announcement last week, instead of having a kind of a more formalized Facebook page for this podcast, we've instead made it a more open sourcey kind of Facebook group. If you haven't moved over there yet, just search for After These Messages on Facebook. You'll find us there. We said if we got... 200 people to move over. I think we had like 750 or something on the old page. And I said, you know, I, I really I want to give people an incentive to move over to this new group. Aside from just the fact that it's just so much more interactive now. This week has been amazing. Yeah. People posting commercials, other people responding to them. It's, it's just, much better. It is so much fun. It is like a commercial party over at the new Facebook group. I'm not joking. Um, but man, we got that 200 mark pretty quickly. We said last week that we would do... Our first Facebook Live after these messages segment, uh, as soon as we get 200, 200 new members of the new group, and uh, oh, we got there real fast, faster they, than maybe I was ready for. Is
2: this what they meant about the soft bigotry of low expectations?
1: Yeah, maybe. We are, I don't know what we're up to. We're well over 100 right now. We're in like between 200 and 250, I think. Somewhere so. in that
2: range, yeah. I'm sure uh, more by the time uh, this comes out. Um, I did. I did notice that uh, at least one person joined the old Facebook group this week, which oh, yeah. has a big "we're moving" sign on it, and there's very, you know, quickly there's there's quickly stopped being a lot of activity there, and I kind of wanted to write to that person and say, "Did you miss the sign?" <laughs> so if you are the person who joined the Facebook page, let me encourage you to come join us over at Commercial Party. Uh, On the Facebook group.
1: Right. It's not called Commercial Party. Don't be confused about that. No. It just just is a commercial party. Uh, Anyway, you should be able to figure it out um, when you go to Facebook, which one is the group and which one is the page. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. So anyway, later on in the show, we will give you the details of our first Facebook Live. I am legit... Nervous about this video. Yeah, you really are all week. So, uh, anyway, we'll tell you the whens, the wheres, the whys. Well, you know the why. Also coming up in uh, today's show, the return of our newish newish segment: commercials in the news. The New York Times uh, published an interesting story uh, this week about companies, big companies, putting more and more pressure on their ad agencies to add some diversity. To their creative staffs and to their management. Uh, turns out not a lot has changed since the days of Mad Men. You have a bunch of uh, white guys running everything. Uh, so in the basically, like sector. all other sectors right. of the economy. But uh, they're they're really kind of, um, what's the word, voting with their wallets or whatever. These big ass companies are uh, are telling these companies they got to get into shape. So we'll, uh, we'll tell you more about that. But first, we got to get into our commercial crushes. I've
0: got a crush. Now, aren't
1: you glad we're a couple? Wouldn't it be weird if we weren't? I was just like staring into your eyes, listening to this music.
2: That would be weird. <laughs> it's a little weird, weird, even
1: even okay. still. <laughs> That's because I won't break eye <laughs> contact. All right, do you mind if I go first on no, this? Go Only for it. because I, I'm on a I'm on a roll, and uh, uh, I don't. I gotta be honest with you. Mine are all complicated. Even though I love this right. idea for a show, I we thought of this idea a long time ago, like, oh, commercial crushes, that's great. Yet my biggest obstacle was, I don't know that I have a clear and defined commercial crush. Now... Let's start with the kind of obvious. You have Flo. I don't think I can get through one show without talking about Flo, the progressive spokesperson. Uh, That campaign has been going on for a long time now. It's got a whole bunch of different iterations. The name of the woman who plays Flo, as we've talked about extensively, is a comedian named Stephanie Courtney. But I'm pretty sure that I'm on safe ground to say that this... uh, this campaign has uh will will forever be her defining character That's right? right i mean it'd be pretty amazing if she had a a second act that makes this seem you know that would just kind of make this seem like the the secondary thing right
2: where's her becker <laughs>
1: yeah right exactly <laughs> um i was thinking more malcolm in the middle uh breaking bad because that is one where i think yes. everybody's like oh it's kind of surprising yeah, yeah.
2: speaking of hotties and commercials oh yeah
1: you talked about him a couple like a a, a young what's his name brian cranston brian cranston what was that ad for oh it was shaving for, it,
2: no it was for some uh i think it, yeah it was for some uh something that ca- he was smelling like a skunk um and then i think it was like a new oh, aftershave yeah. or a new soap or something
1: yeah Irish oh Spring, la la. maybe. Okay. So that's not officially on your list today, but... I was planning to talk that. about it. Yeah. Now, that's actually an interesting um, kind of point to make here. In talking about our own and the the ones that we picked from the Facebook page from the listeners to talk about today, as much as possible, and it's, it's not a clean line, but as much as possible, we are trying to take the people who are known as the commercial spokesperson, as opposed to somebody who's just like really famous... Who is kind of now? I think Matthew McConaughey is the perfect example right. of like somebody wrote in and said Matthew McConaughey, and they even said like it's kind of cheating because I already had a crush on him. Now he's or maybe that was Ryan Reynolds. Somebody else mentioned Ryan. Yeah, but Reynolds. same like, same
2: difference, right? I mean, these are these two, are movie stars. These are movie stars. <laughs> They're obviously super hot guys. It's it would you know you could totally understand why someone would find them appealing. That's why they're in the commercial. Right. And I'm not making I'm I'm not taking shots at any of our no. listeners who post who posted those answers. I think that's uh that's what we asked. Like who who do you think is hot in commercials? But um I do think it's a slightly it's it's just kind of a trickier question when you're when you're limited to people, particularly men, I will say, who are really only known as a commercial actor or that's where you first became aware of them. Sometimes they move on to um to more fame. Oh, speaking of which, this isn't super relevant cuz he's not that good looking, but <laughs> we've talked about this guy in the show before. He does a he does an ad for um a kind of candy, uh, like a chocolate covered like uh berry I can't remember the name oh, of he's, it. Oh, is he standing out in a field? He's like standing at a table in kind of a bucolic setting. Yeah, under a And he's, it, a tree, and, and he's reading tweets that people yeah, send yeah, about yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the candy, and I can't, I'm can't. i blanking on the name of it. Yeah. He just showed up in a sitcom, and I was like, hey, it's Candy Guy. Oh, really? Yeah, I wish been, I could
1: look that up on the fly, he, but I think it all... He's
2: in a new show called Speechless with Minnie Driver. Oh, yeah,
1: right. Now, I mean, but to, to kind of parse that out a little bit more... I mentioned, it looks like this is not on your list, but I kind of mentioned on Facebook that, you know, I think you got a little thing for Terry Crews, right?
2: Well, I mean, he's very handsome, obviously, and he is... You a, love
1: his politics. He's got
2: great politics, And yeah. every time he
1: comes on the TV, you fan yourself <laughs> like a gentle lady. So, is um, he,
2: But is he hotter than Isaiah Mustafa?
1: Oh, I don't, you, I don't know. I don't Actually, know. probably, I mean, I personally speaking as a straight guy... Uh Cruz is a little bit just too much muscle yeah, for he's me. Yeah, so like, he's yeah. His sort of, yeah. is a little bit like got a little bit more charm. And also Cruz in these uh commercials, he's just so shouty and yelly and over the top.
2: Yeah, I think I say Mustafa is like, you know, he's really going for like hot guy. Terry right. Cruz is going for something slightly slightly to the side of hot guy. He's going right. for like like loud, strong, strong guy, crazy strong, <laughs> man. crazy strong guy. Right.
1: <laughs> now he is somebody who is probably in idiocracy as the president uh, Kumbacha. I always forget his last name.
2: It's uh, it's got he's got three names. It's we like, do this
1: every time.
2: Dwayne, I know Dwayne and Mountain Dew are in there. <laughs> right.
1: Okay, so and he, of course, um, when I think of Terry Crews, the first thing I think of is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Now the TV mm-hmm. show he's on,
2: and of course he was a football player,
1: and he was a football player, but I don't think he was a. F- famous football player was he i don't know i don't know either but uh anyway so i guess i'm just trying to like kind of tease out how yeah i know that we're not trying to exclude anybody and and the, the the i mean these are all actors so some of them got their starts in commercials then became famous that's doing why i think brian cranston like, should count
2: because he yeah. was not famous when he was um the hot guy in the soap ad
1: back to my complexity though um flow like When we started this uh, podcast almost a year ago now, it was clear that I had a soft spot for her, that I admired her, and it wasn't until we kept talking that it occurred to me, I guess the best way to describe this is a crush, right? I love her. Almost every progressive commercial, I find her absolutely charming, and just for the sake of playing one, let me, uh, have we played this one yet, where um, this is the series of almost after-school special, like, kind of... uh, 80s, or they're they're more like the 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 types of films you would maybe watch in school, Mm -hmm. uh, where you're learning a lesson or whatever. And it's her and this redheaded kid. And there's been a bunch of them. uh, One where she's uh, like teaching him a a lesson after a. He's her kind of protege at Progress
2: Progressive. So when they're in the in their virtual office. He's learning from her like how to use the Name Your Price tool or something. And they're
1: on the style of old uh, educational films. And in this one, she uh, is clearly the teacher, or, or playing the role of a teacher in this case, and she's um, showing her little protege uh, the, a painting that he clearly made. And it's of a few happy people and then one little, one little boy who's away from the rest of the pack looking kind of lonely, clearly representing the boy in the classroom. <laughs>
0: Oh, hey, Jamie, can you hand back a sec? Want to tell me about the boy in this painting? I don't know. Maybe nobody understands him. Well, if he were here, I'd say that being different is what makes him special. Just like our discounts. Each one is unique, but together they help save our customers a lot of money. Okay. Pop quiz. Who's my favorite student? <laughs> Gwen?
1: Yeah, it's Gwen! <laughs> yeah, Gwen's the best. <laughs> I love them so much. Now, clearly there's so much to love about these commercials. They're well-written. They are They're so well produced. They're well-directed. Yeah. Like, all that. But she really does sell it, and it's, it's hard to imagine this campaign But is your feeling so for her romantic? I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, if I were to meet, uh, what's her name, Stephanie Courtney, uh, in real life, I, I know that I would be totally flummoxed. And not just because she's famous, you know, so... I think it's a crush, but then it's a crush that makes me feel uncomfortable, sort of, because she kind of plays, she's a very attractive, I think she's a very attractive woman. I'm
2: sure if you saw her in real life, she would be like one of the most attractive women in the room. Yes,
1: and it's not that she's like not made up. She actually is made up with eye makeup and, you know, very distinctive lipstick and stuff. So it's not like they're trying to make her uggo, but they're also trying to make her so weird that she almost slips into this asexual zone. Don't you think? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but yet, yet here we are. So that's why. Okay. So if I'm going to list that as a crush, I'm going to say that 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 is a complicated crush. As are all of mine.
2: Yes, in real life and otherwise. And <laughs>
1: now uh, I have a few more. I know you have a couple. Uh, do you want? Maybe do you want to throw one in here and then and then? Yeah. We'll let's talk about my bit. Levi's guy. I have not clicked on your links at all. I don't know anything about this.
2: Well, they are suitable for podcasting.
1: Okay. What um, am I you,
2: You'll recognize this. Uh, I don't think that there's a lot of. Um, Explanation in this, so I'll. If you want to keep the music low, I'll. I'll talk us through it.
1: Oh, I see. Not a good voiceover commercial.
2: It opens with um, a girl lying asleep in a man's bed. He's getting up. You see him buttoning on his Levi's, getting dressed, and appearing to sneak out of the house where he's leaving her asleep. Ah, right. He, he catches that he's very attractive. He catches the eye of women as he's walking through the town. He sits down in a diner. Um, gives kinda gives the eye to uh, the waitress. And as this is all happening, the girl he's left asleep in his bed wakes up and you see her shaking her head like that, you know, dirty dog. She just sees that he's he's just pieced out, you know, he's he's a one night stand. Just then the door he knocks on the door, she opens it, and he's come back with coffee and breakfast.
1: For her. For her. So he's
2: not a dirty dog, he is a sweet dog. I guess. (laughs) That that got away from me.
1: <laughs> it happens to me once every three minutes on this show. <laughs> um, but he's so cute. He is so handsome. And also there's just like... An, an, it's obviously very sexy. An inherent sexiness yeah. about this without it being... What was the commercial? You played something for me the other day. Maybe, maybe we we're talking about music videos or something that was just like so steamy. It was actually a Jason DeRulo video. It was on, it was on <laughs> TBTL. But remember, like I'm playing That's that song, I'm just like I, I mean it's I mean it was both it was hopeless. That's the video cases. for
2: trumpets, which I highly recommend. Um, and the video for trumpets is extremely steamy, but I think it's steamy to the point of parody because right. they're having a very steamy scene and then a full brass, you know, a trump like a marching band comes in while he's you know romancing this lady and you know it's hilarious because right you don't and that's
1: the joke that's
2: that's the joke that's the joke
1: but in leading up to that it is like really sexy and like very lingerie and fleshy and grindy and all that whereas this ad has all that implied sexiness with you know what i mean like again it's that kind of morning after and this guy
2: levi's guy has like these great bedroom eyes he's he's really he's really selling the the reason the punchline works so well is that he when he gives the eye to all these women that he's passing on his way to get coffee you can see his appeal and he really sells his appeal i mean
1: really they're giving him the eye more than yeah but he's he's, returning he's
2: he's returning it just enough
1: maybe a little bit i just don't think he can turn it off (laughs) <laughs> like what's he supposed to do? Gow, just cute little eyes out. All right, let's uh, All right,
2: let's go back twenty years.
1: Let's go back to one of mine again. It's complicated. Oh, um, this one I
2: thought for sure. I think this is one. I, I think this is actually the one that made me think we should do the show because I thought surely you have a crush on this girl. Yeah. She seems well, like we, you're tight. Talked
1: about this before. We've talked about this ad. This is the. You guys will know it as soon as I say it. You loved Brad commercial, which I think is going to define this actress's life. And we've talked—I can't remember in what context we talked about these ads before. But um, it's a whole Liberty Mutual campaign where you have like kind of somewhat normal-looking, just average what people.
2: Luke once—Luke, descri- who has worked in advertising or done some advertising—described it once to me as. There's a kind of person that gets hired for these ads, and I think he described it as like normal aspirational or something. Oh, where it's like, yeah, it's normal. Like you probably know someone in your life who's this attractive, but you know they're a little more attractive than average,
1: right? And and you guys have
2: it's not like you know Giselle or something.
1: And and this the series you guys are probably familiar with. It's uh, you know, they're they're always take place in the same spot. It's like a one shot um kind of camera angle uh, the statue of liberty is in the background and the uh, whichever uh, what did you call it? Normal uh, aspirational. Normal aspirational. Normal I'm, aspirational I'm, I'm not sure if that's the right
2: term, but you know what I mean. Standing
1: in front of it Sometimes it's a couple saying, oh, everything's going great, but then you wrap your car around the tree and then suddenly your church company ghosts on you or something like that. And the one that I think really stands out is the one where there's this this very cute, I, I want to say 20-something uh, girl. Um, Barely. In, yeah, exactly. See, we're going to get into all that. And she says, well, why why would I describe it to you? When I can just play it for you.
0: You owned your car for four years. You named it Brad. You loved Brad. And then you totaled him. You two had been through everything together. Two boyfriends, three jobs. You're like, nothing can replace Brad. Then Liberty Mutual calls. And you break into your happy dance.
1: Okay, so uh, I'm just going to have to go over the same points on this that I went over the last time we talked about it, which is, like, to the eye, she is, like, that character is generated specifically to be kind of my type, right? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of – how do you even describe her? Well, a, little she's got sort of an, a little bit quirky. she's got sort of a – a little bit
2: quirky. She's got sort of a – slightly a very – kind of a 90s so- us fashion vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's sort of a baby doll dress with a jean jacket. I mean, you know, it's, um, like, long necklaces. Yeah. Kind,
1: kind of pl- – yeah, exactly. Well, well, Well done. You have a – Have a gift for word pictures. Um, One
2: thing I have to say about the sad, real quick. Several people have written in, and that New York it drives New Yorkers crazy because I don't think that view of the Statue of Liberty actually exists. Yeah, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure it doesn't. Um, uh, Yeah, because doesn't it look out? Doesn't it look out? Well, whatever. Um, Okay, so she checks all those boxes, but then. The delivery is so over the top. I can't tell if it's, like, really bad or just provocative. But there's something about it that is almost like her saying, you loved Brad. Like, really is, like, gets on my nerves, sort of. But it's, like, this complicated relationship I have with it. Also, like you mentioned, she does look very, very young. So then I'm just kind of like, am I even supposed to be allowed to have a crush on her? I did do a little bit of uh, poking around today. Her name, well, I, I mentioned this last time. Her name is uh, Midori Iwama, I believe. Uh, changed her name to Midori Francis. by the way, on her website today, her professional website, she has a resume. That's clearly like just like a PDF or something that you can click on. Doesn't mention these ads. Mentions all of her stage work, and other stuff. And she may be she, trying
2: she, to, um, are we having fun yet? At-
1: maybe. Or she needs to update her resume. I did, uh, I could not find her age, but I did figure out via IMDB that she graduated Rutgers in 2014, which puts her in a very, very young 20s. Yeah. Right. Very young. 22 ish, 23 ish. And
2: how long have those ads been on?
1: Good question. Good question. So anyway, obviously, I'm just kind of re- rehashing what I've already said on the show here. I, I, I have to kind of counter because she definitely catches my eye. When the commercial comes on, I watch it and then I kind of hate myself for it. Oh, God. <laughs> Being me is a, an exhausting, exhausting endeavor. Uh, let's go to one of yours now. Sure. Yours are so refreshingly straightforward,
2: right? Because um, I'm just an adult woman with normal adult woman tastes.
1: <laughs> needs. I was really hoping you were going to say needs.
2: <laughs> this is one that I was. I was sort of thinking about this because I'll tell you something that I thought I discovered as I was trying to, you know, plan for this show. A uh, lot of attractive anonymous women out there selling products, other than celebrity men who are either athletes or actors who are selling products. Most of the men who are in commercials, are—it it is like they went out of their way to make them unattractive.
1: Oh, so you almost feel like there's a double standard.
2: It's almost like there's a double standard. Yeah, I mean, like the the schlub selling you like everything, everything, you know, ever is just, it's ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. Um, This is kind of an exception. And this is another one I apologize that we've talked about before. Um, It's a Geico ad. Um, But I just think this guy is... Attractive and also like, uh, has like a nice has a like he does his delivery and in an attract his delivery makes him more attractive. Um, he's a real handsome guy. So this is a Geico commercial called Mom Versation. I think we have talked about it before,
1: right? It doesn't ring a bell to me, but let me should I just hit play and see what we see?
2: Uh, yeah, you'll what you'll see is a guy. It looks like a spy movie, like a Jason Bourne kind of movie, where where a Jason Statham type is like running around uh, fighting off bad guys, and a chopper is is landing on the roof where he's having this fight. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then his mom calls. And then his mom then calls. calls. Where are you? Well, the squirrels are back in the attic. <laughs> mom?
2: Your dad won't call an exterminator. Can I call you back, Mom? He says it's personal this time.
1: If you're a mom, you call it the worst time. That's what you do. I, if you want to save 15% of more... I think
2: the I reason I find him attractive in this is that he does take his mom's call. And he's yes. like relatively polite to her. Right,
1: right. Given the circumstances, he could be a lot more abrupt. Yeah. And also, he's handsome.
2: He's very handsome probably in the, the reasons.
1: Probably one of the reasons you're also attracted to him is because he is... Attractive. Yes. By any standard. Yes. He's extremely handsome in the face area. Okay. Uh, another reason I'm struggling with mine is they're all so damn obvious, I feel like. May- maybe not. This one goes back a few years. I also hate myself for admitting this one, um, but you guys all remember the T Mobile pink dress. Girl, Have you had any right? non brunettes? That's a good question because I don't consider myself like a brunette guy. I really struggled with this. Like I feel like even putting together this list of four – I have four all told. um, None of them sit really well with me. Well, except for the last one that I'll explain in a second. But let's let's get into – let's get into this. You guys remember these – a uh, very attractive girl standing in a pink dress uh, in front of a completely blank white background.
0: Introducing T-Mobile's fastest phone, the Galaxy S4G, for
1: ultimate entertainment. Oh, ultimate? May I? Okay. I blog about these things. Oh, that guy? Oh. Okay, YouTube is fast. And with T-Mobile's 4G network, you can watch whenever you want. Wow, so much live TV. And it's even preloaded with Inception. This phone is a dream. Who is that guy? He looks familiar too, doesn't he? Well, he's
2: probably best known as uh, sort of a tertiary character on the Big Bang Theory. He's the Uh, comic book store owner. He was also in Wet Hot American Summer Ah, uh, as uh, some nerdy guy.
1: Well, these commercials are a little bit. Uh, first of all, one thing I discovered today—you won't be surprised—is the internet's a dark place. Like yeah. any woman that I'm, like, oh, I had a crush on her in a commercial. Sure, there's nothing but like just pages and pages of of gross websites of men like analyzing these women, undressing them with their eyes, undressing them with weird internet technologies. Yeah. Like it's just, uh, the, I, we're not the first one to think about the attractiveness of people in commercials, and you know, I think that she would be an obvious one. The thing is, and this is going to relate to another commercial we're going to talk about down the line, is she's obviously beautiful. She looks like a
2: younger and more attractive Liv Tyler.
1: Yeah. But so much about it is the fashion. You used to joke around with me because I think one time we were watching TV years ago and I was just like, you know, here's this just. Unbelievably beautiful woman in a beautiful dress talking to the TV, and I'm just like, who gets to pick out her dresses? Yeah, that was not exactly we like. my most manly moment, probably. <laughs> but I mean, that is part of it, right? Like, I do have a style, and like this kind of style, this cute dress style, really works on me. She could be just as attractive, but in I don't know, like I, I don't know what she would be dressed as. Just
2: just some some outfit that doesn't like. That's not as as aesthetically interesting yeah. to you. If
1: she was like a woman if the if the point of the commercial is she and her friends are going to the club and she's dressed all sexily for the club, it's not gonna have the same effect on me. It's kind of like I really like her literal style in this case. So I used to work another. for the company,
2: a company that represented T Mobile. I
1: was wondering if you're gonna tell this story.
2: Um, and I someone I worked with uh had said that she had been at one of these shoots, that we weren't an advertising company, but we worked adjacent to their advertising company. Uh, and I was like, oh, what's, you know, how was that? What was that like? She was like, well, you know, it was fun. And uh, uh, what's her name? Carly, I forget her name. Carly. Carly F- Folks. Folks was there. And, you know, it was it was shooting one of these ads with her. And I was like, oh, what's she like? And there's this long pause. My colleague said, she's very young.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just and I, I, damned I, her with the faint say, praise of that.
2: I think it was probably just that... Um,
1: She's not a Rhodes Scholar. She's not a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah, there are some... I didn't watch many of them because I just had too much to get through, but there's a lot of... Again, you type in any of these women's names and you get more videos about them. And so, like, behind the scenes, get to know the T-Mobile girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, she seems like somebody who looks like that. You know, like, a, yeah. whatever. Um, uh, so, okay, my last one is a little bit more pure. While it doesn't maybe stand the test of time. I tried to think back when I was a younger man in the nineties and I had a crush on anything that moved across my television set with those raging hormones. Who were the, uh who, who were the, who, who were the women? On you? Yeah, who exactly. Who you on? <laughs> yeah, well, um, and I suddenly, the very first one I thought of was, this is a little bit cheaty cause she's not best known for these. She's best known for her work, on mtv back in the 90s i knew her as duff selling a product called charlie perfume hey have you heard about revlon's great charlie taste
2: test you know that charlie stride charlie was the first rebel charlie the original it's up confident makes you want to go out and change the world now there's a new way to charlie charlie red this charlie goes all night long and she's got a
1: stride of her own. okay
2: (laughs) you Uh, really do have a type Based on these commercials. I really? mean, yeah, like all these uh, women, uh, you know, tall, slender. Uh, with straight, very dark brunette hair, which That's isn't not really, usually which my isn't taste really in real life. Your real life taste, yeah.
1: But I definitely had a crush on Duff in the '90s, and I mean that commercial is so ridiculous now. Like her, like kind of like mugging for the camera, and like I mean clearly they're just like turn it up to eleven, Duff, and she's like yeah. I can go to fourteen, man, and like and, and and thus a commercial was made. So it's like super annoying, but she was just as far as as far as her looks there are concerned, and that nine that just super '90s look. Uh, uh, that really fit uh, that, that really but fit have kind of a somebody. thing for
2: Nev Campbell, sort of the same
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely, all right, so those were ours. How much time do we have here okay we 're about a half hour into this baby, and I have a lot of stuff to share with you from the listeners, thieves, and again, this is on our new uh, Facebook group page. If you guys want to join uh, join the fun, uh, head over there. Um, two different listeners, both named Adam for whatever that 's worth. Uh, immediately after I posted um, Asking for People's Commercial Crushes, almost immediately they both posted the same name. Her name is Milana veintrub I think I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. It's been a while since I fact-checked that. Um, she is probably best known as the AT&T girl, who actually yeah. has her own f- full name, Lily Adams. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, it's funny. It's, uh, you know... They do sometimes refer to her as Lily in the ad. Hmm. So Lily, I guess that makes sense. And I guess if you're going to give her a first name, you know, give her a last name.
1: Well, Flo doesn't have a last name. That's true. just occurred to me her last name is Adams. And two Adams suggested this. Hmm. Hmm. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> All right. So you
1: guys probably know this. She is almost always dressed in a blue shirt and either slacks or a conservative skirt. She's like uh, – I think it's actually very important in this case to point out like kind of how – even though she's a very beautiful woman, she's presented in a very conservative uh, uh, fashion. She's very not like girl a ne-
2: – she, she's, she's made yes. up to look like a girl next door. Yes,
1: and not like super – like sexy necessarily uh, and more on that later because it turns out she's super sexy. <laughs> but let's uh, let's play this commercial. So this is an example. There's a lot of these.
2: With rollover data, the data you don't use this month rolls over to the next month.
1: And I don't have to do anything.
2: Not a thing. MobileShare value customers get it automatically. It's how we show appreciation.
1: You know, I really appreciate that you appreciate me as a customer. And we appreciate how much you appreciate us appreciating our customers. And I appreciate that you appreciate that. And I appreciate you appreciating that. I appreciate that. Uh, Introducing AT&T I remember a long time ago when we were first talking about this idea for a commercial, you said, well, you must have a crush on that AT&T girl. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I just have, don't pay that much attention to those commercials. After doing all of my research today, um, I definitely now have a huge crush on her. Oh, okay. I mean, big time. First of all, I never really just paid attention to those commercials that much. Really? They're, I, they are They are... But all they, over the place I know that I've seen them but certain commercials just like wash over me sort of like yeah. somebody else put, I'm not going to get into it now but somebody else posted a on our Facebook page um, yesterday or today I think Ryan did about a commercial that I watched a million times during the football game this weekend but I, maybe I shouldn't be hosting the show because it occurred to me I didn't really <laughs> stop to pay attention to it. It just became which it one? became so much like um, background. It's the one. It's a car commercial. You know I don't do cars very well, so I can't remember uh, which car brand it is. But the guy wakes up. He's got a shitty alarm clock. But then he touches it and it becomes a cool futuristic alarm. Oh, clock. Oh yeah,
2: it's um it's for Audi. I'm pretty sure because I I that's one where I was like oh. Um, I, there were a number of things that changed in the commercial where I thought like, oh, I like the first
1: one better. Mm. Well, the point of that that I totally missed because I was never really paying attention to it, as Ryan points out, is at the end, I think the guy walks by a Mercedes, right. touches it, and it becomes an Audi. And Ryan was just surprised. I'm pretty sure it was Ryan. My apologies if if I'm getting that wrong. but. That one company would just take such a direct shot at yeah. the other one. So um, so that's kind of interesting. Anyway, these commercials, these AT&T commercials, I always saw them and they just kind of washed over me. They just didn't hold my attention for some reason. That one that I just played there is not my favorite of the bunch. It was the best one for audio only. But she does a really nice job with these, first of all. Um, Her background is interesting. Born in Uzbekistan, by the way, back when it was still the USSR, and had to flee because of uh, religious persecution. She and her family are Jewish. Um, She has this whole YouTube series called Live Prude Girls with her and her comedy partner. Are you familiar with it? No, but I like the name. Really good stuff. Um, A lot of times they're just sitting on the couch talking to... Sometimes other comedians like there was Kyle Mooney and, and his troupe came by, but then sometimes they do skits and she's really good. She's just she's just good. she does a lot with her face.
2: I believe it you know you can't get a job like like the one she has where she has to do so many commercials and and be the same character but in 30 15 to 30 seconds uh, convey a lot through very with very little to work with. Um, you know, she doesn't get the benefit of being a sitcom character who gets to develop a whole personality and interact with yeah. her fellow sitcom characters over a period of years or months or whatever. She, I think, honestly, the kind of work that she's doing here and the fact that she's so successful at it, that they've made hundreds of these ads, um, really says a lot about how talented she is. And I think that's same thing with Flo. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it really says a lot.
1: And, uh, you know, she's been on At Midnight. I was watching this, uh, oh, yeah. a bunch of other po- people posted on Facebook, uh, letting us know that she's been on At Midnight. I saw some clips of that. She's really funny. She is ridiculously beautiful. Like, once you start paying attention, it's like she is ridiculously beautiful. They have beautiful. her brought
2: way she, down. They have her brought way down, which is yeah. kind of
1: interesting. Um, and uh, That's
2: what I mean. I think she's someone who is probably naturally extremely beautiful, but what they what they want, what they were casting for was that – normal aspirations. Just somebody old. who's
1: working in an AT&T store at the right. mall. Yeah. Um, and so uh, m- my big takeaway here is I was struggling with all of my four crushes at the top. This is now my biggest crush.
2: Another, another thin brunette. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently. straight Maybe brunette. we should
1: talk to the casting people about yeah. this and not me. Um, by the way, just one last dazzling detail about her. She's a really good person. So just this last January... She went to Greece, met with a bunch of refugee families, uh, fleeing Syria. This is according to uh, Wikipedia. I choose to believe it. Um, You know, fleeing Syria. And then she co-founded a website and social media movement called uh, hashtag can't do nothing to spotlight European migrant crisis. Now, get me wrong. Sounds like she started a website. Whatever. But like. I don't know. We didn't start a, a website. Of, we didn't go to Greece to help with the, the Syrian cri- uh, refugee crisis. So I don't know. It seems she seems just. Uh, I, I honestly will probably spend a lot more time going back and watching some of the old skits and and stuff like that. So uh, I oh, would thanks. say, Adams. yeah, Adams. All right, this one. I mean, you knew classic. This was going to be on the list. Talk about right? some
2: coat classic. It's eleven thirty. It's eleven thirty. It's
0: eleven thirty. Diet Coke break. Diet Coke break. Diet Coke, Coke break. I don't want you to be no slave.
2: So I remember I the name of this actor. It's Lucky Vanos. Lucky
1: Vanos. And right? And
2: I don't remember the name of the listener who, has, who originally wrote in about this, but this is when we talked about... Gosh, uh, months and months ago. Yeah, and I think mean, it was show I don't, don't, second re- show or I don't something, even right? remember what... The, I think maybe it was just like things you remembered from your childhood or whatever. But man is that a great ad and and i love i think I mean he,
1: just on the off chance that people don't know what we're talking about we should say this is the famous ad from the 90s there's a bunch of women in an office and they say it's time for a diet coke break well it turns out it's not for them they all rush to the window and they watch the construction worker across the street lucky thanos yes have his diet coke oh, break and I know, while he we, takes off his shirt. i think we
2: talked about it from a gender roles reversal perspective uh, okay, yeah. um so i won't rehash that but uh, yeah, Lucky Vanos uh, had it going on. And he was like such an... He was like an 80s man. You know, he was like hairy chest, like no wax, no like... You know he's a big guy. Like he's you know he's a he's a strong,
1: you're really into big that guy. Lately. I mean, I know. Can we get the to
2: the confer- James Garner one?
1: Oh yeah. Do we have a? Do we? Ha- doers um I don't have that on my list because we have so many things to get through. But we can. Uh, we it's can a. Go to Facebook oh, and grab oh, do it. we didn't include it? No, but I, I can get. I can pull it up here in a little bit. Well, why don't you just talk about it now? What What do you? So uh, you're talking about this one that I'll pull up here in a second but it's james garner selling a polaroid that's
2: right yeah and he's with uh, someone who i think was a a sometimes a sometime co-star of his named um uh, marietta something or other uh and so it's just it's not even it's not a sexy commercial in the way that like the diet coke one or the the levi's 501s was james garner's just sitting on a couch um and they're having he and and uh mariette
1: hartley mariette
2: hartley are having a kind of a bantery conversation about what he's getting her for christmas so why don't we give it a play
1: okay so this is from uh, oh it says 1980 and maybe you already said that
0: know what you're getting me for christmas yep got a motor yep bucket seats no seats you stand up in it nobody ever has give me a hint well, you press a button and it gives you a prize. You got me a gumball machine. It's a lot of fun for everybody. It's the simplest one in the world. It's got a motor. You press a button. It's the simplest one in the world. You didn't. It's a one step. But you get those free. <laughs> so that's a
1: little meta statement. She knows that he he must have been a longtime spokesman for it or something. So you know,
0: it must
2: be. I see, I, she's I saying see a he couple gets of
1: free because he works for the I see company. a couple of
2: Polaroid ads with James Garner. I just love James Garner. I'm going through a real James Garner phase yeah. in my life. Now, I think this obviously breaks the rule of, you know, he he was certainly famous as James Garner before he was the Polaroid right. spokesman. But I didn't even know he was ever the Polaroid spokesman.
1: Nor did I. Thanks to Linda for posting yeah, that, by the so way. Yeah, thank you so much. I wasn't trying to skip it uh, out of any uh, malice. I always have so many to get through. But yeah, I actually, I enjoyed that commercial as well. Um, let's see here. Now, uh, listener Scott had... A few ladies on his list. Uh, Some really interesting things here. First of all, he mentions Morgan Smith Goodwin, the uh, the woman from the Wendy's commercials. And you hate those commercials. She's the very striking redheaded woman. Um, uh, He says even if you don't like the commercials, it's hard not to have a crush on her. Basically, she drives me completely up the wall. She's like your least favorite commercial spokesperson, right? Yes.
2: What do you have for lunch? What do you have for lunch? Oh, I don't like your lunch. Wendy's Monterey Ranch. Also,
1: a buck buck
0: winner. It's back.
1: Anyway. All right. So uh, he mentions that one. I think a lot of people um, have crushes on her. I mean... I mean she's obviously physically very attractive. When you type in any of these people's names, like I saw, like, you type in Morgan Smith Goodwin or Good... Is it Goodwin or A uh, Goodwin. Morgan Smith Goodwin. Um, you'll see, like, her versus Stephanie Courtney or, right. or whoever. You know Carly Fultz You know what I whatever. find it kind
2: of interesting? That so far, all of the uh, women that, have, that you've identified uh, or that our listeners have identified aren't... Necessarily, like, like they're not soup they're not hypersexualized. They're actually they're all kind of girl next door, as
1: opposed to like the commercials that are like. I'm, when I think of hypersexualized, I think of weirdly the Carl's Junior commercials where you have like the, super sexy. They're women so sexy, hamburgers. but they're
2: so other than a few ones who are like Danica Patrick or something who's like famous and so mm-hmm. a known commodity. Most of those women are. They are built they're made to be anonymous. they're almost like um they're almost like something that you project onto I mean, like they barely these have super
1: super sexy these ones. super
2: super sexy women who are just bodies and i mean they're it's a, that's what I think I find sort of so gross about it. I mean, it's gross that they're like rolling around in ketchup and mustard too, but like yeah. it's i find it I find the sexualization of them gross in this way that's like. It's fine for whatever. It's fine for anyone to do anything, and it's fine to have sexiness in ads. You look at you know a, a perfume ad or something uh, where someone's very very sexy. That's fine, and I, I I get the appeal of that. I get I get why that's a good a good strategy for selling your product. Mm-hmm. For these Carl's Junior ads, it's like they've gone out of their way to dehumanize them and just make them into like moving yes. real dolls.
1: I I agree with that. Um, this next one I is so. Mind-boggling to me. So, Listener Scott again says, uh, Tyner Rushing is her name, and she's the Papa John's employee in the new Peyton Manning cupcake that commercial. Is specific. Now, a couple of things about this. First of all, we talked all about football men in TV commercials last week, and we mentioned that Peyton Manning is back with at least two of his three main um, clients as far as being a spokesperson, right? We mm-hmm. talked about the DirecTV ads and his um, yeah, nationwide. nationwide ads. And I think we even might have said, "Boy, where's his Papa John's?" Well, since then we've seen these Papa John ads, the same theme as his other ones. Now that he's retired, it's kind of like, "What's Peyton doing with his retirement?" In this case, it also stars football player J.J. Watt, um, and uh, and they're at a football party.
0: The guy was a legend on the field. He poured everything he had into this game. You gotta wonder what he's doing on game day now. Guys?
2: he's decorating cupcakes Yeah,
1: so he's decorating cupcakes and uh and then when the camera shows the cupcakes he we realize that he's painting his face on the cupcake papa john's face on the cupcake and jj watt's face on the cupcake Ooh,
0: cupcakes? cupcakes now
1: that's where i remember the commercial ending i'm like there are no women in that commercial they're at like a little house party and there's some
2: people standing around right
1: Now, do you know where this is going to go?
2: I honestly did not
1: remember there being any women in this commercial. Neither did I. Check this out. So, there's this whole scene in the house, but then... I do want a cupcake, though. These commercials always formatically... Go back to a Papa John's kitchen where Papa John talks directly to the camera to make the close. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: better game days call for better pizza. Now uh,
0: get two medium, two topping pizzas for just six ninety nine each.
1: Try our new cinnamon pull aparts for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza. Uh, that it's blows a, my mind. Check. She's just kind of nerdy. She's totally, she's totally fine looking, but she's got glasses, a hat. She's dressed just as a Papa John's employee. I have no idea why this woman. And it stood is, out it's to Scott, totally, or how he knows her first name. And
2: it's a totally gender neutral role. They could have had a, 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 a boy there I mean you know I think it needs to be someone younger than mm-hmm. Papa John but it's clearly just an employee
1: now uh, just now Which you know, I like I I, like this I love this and Scott. I hate Papa John but how and Scott maybe you want to write back or something because you knew her name was Tyner Rushing I don't know that you would have been able to reverse engineer that she must be somebody who you already know about and you know when you I, I'm on our IMDB page now it says yeah tell us
2: how you knew who this was
1: it says Tyner Rushing is an actress and producer known for Catalyst is that a that's a 2016 movie? I don't know anything about it. 50 millimeter in 2015 and high grandma in 2015. Um, when you see photos of her not in her Papa John's gear, she's attractive. Yeah, um, she's got kind of a Juliana Margulies vibe. I don't know who that is, but I'll. She go was along on with ER. Okay. Oh yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, oh, well, she was the Good Wife. Um, I see that she's in a bunch of Papa John's commercials uh, well that's one of three Papa John's commercials that she's in and she's also in a um, commercial for uh, Chinette Cut Crystal actually let's just give this one a shot I yeah. have not I have not she's uh, much
2: more glam in this one yeah check this looks one like out looks like B.B. Newworth
1: I don't think I've ever seen a crystal commercial before She's putting out place settings. And a
2: very fancy, like, brunch table. You decide where everyone goes. We'll make sure everything goes together. Chinette Cut Crystal.
1: Oh, chi- uh, Chinette. That's like the, um, the the more like the... Dis- is that the disposable? I think it's disposable, but it's oh, like the okay. kind of
2: disposable plates and cups and things where it looks like cut glass.
1: I see. Well, anyway, I mean, very attractive there, but I'm just... I'm just I just can't say it enough. I'm mesmerized that uh, that Scott included that, and then
2: yeah, good, good, uh, good pick, t-
1: uh, Scott. Scott, and then Scott's third lady, he wrote Aaron Eshurance. Wait, did I <laughs> just admit to having a crush on a cartoon character? Runs away and hides. Aaron Eshereans. I had to be reminded of this. This was Eshereans commercial started in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out uh, she's based on the Jennifer Garner character uh, in Alias. Oh, that
2: kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. I
1: guess that character had striking red hair for a while. This yeah. is kind of a very angular animated cartoon character. She's a sexy spy uh, working for eSurance. Here, I, I pulled up one here. It's not the best commercial to follow. Um, Without seeing the visuals, but she's like always getting into these crazy spy adventures. And this one, she's surfing and then she runs into a a hunky surf guy.
0: Code green, I think I've lost him. Hey, haven't I seen you before? You sure have. Look out! My car! It's too late to report my claim now. Don't you have insurance? I do. Okay. Anyway,
1: a lot of action going on. Uh, probably Just you very guys. comic book style. Yeah. Once you uh, kind of hear about that, you probably remember them. I haven't thought about those commercials, if ever, in a really, really long time. But now
2: John Krasinski's their guy. Oh, really? Oh, well, the voice. I don't know if it was. The, I don't know if he was the voice in that one. But now Insurance, uh, Insurance for a Modern World, is their voiceover guy is John Krasinski.
1: Well, let me read to you an article from a couple of years ago called How e Lost Its Mascot to the Internet. Um, from
2: PriceNomics.com.
1: From PriceNomics.com. I'm going to skip in the uh, middle of uh, the first, the second graph here. Designed to be hip, exciting, and fast-paced, Erin stood for everything e believed in. She was not only the company's answer to Geico's ubiquitous gecko, but a formidable marketing tool for recruiting their intended demographic – 18 to 24-year-old males getting insurance policies. Unfortunately, that demographic liked Erin so much that they made porn out of her. Lots of porn. This is why we can't have nice things. So much porn that at the height of the mascot's popularity, nine of the top ten image results in an unfiltered Google search for Erin Esherns ended up being these amateur artists' racy renderings.
2: That is disappointing. That is, I'm
1: telling you, like looking up all of the, not only just the cartoons, but all of these women in commercials. Like there's like battles of who's the sexiest. I mean, I guess that's kind of what we're doing here, but we're talking about crushes and we're trying to be a little bit like, good lord, I hope that is not what we are doing here. But um, well, we're clearly not uh, making some sort of, uh, yeah, fan porn out of out of any of these characters but remember when
2: misogyny is not real
1: right it is uh the internet's a, a dark dark place so anyway i found all of those to be uh pretty fascinating vives this next one comes from um listener elizabeth and i think that you would agree right oh
2: so hard tell
1: us about this guy
2: yes um so this is the uh the uh what do, it's all state's mayhem. Yes. Um the guy that the actor who plays him is Dean Winters. You probably know him as Liz Levin's boyfriend um from 30 Rock. Hey dummy. <laughs> hey dummy. Um what's uh what's his name in 30 Rock? I'm blanking on it. Uh
1: I um I can't think of it. I'll look it up.
2: Um he was also in the short live television show Um Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicle. Oh right. Which I super loved, uh and which like lasted for half a season. uh but but he's he's so great on 30 Rock. He's shown up in a few other places. But I think this uh, state, uh, state Farm commercial... I keep wanting to say... Is it State Farm?
1: It is um, Allstate. All Allstate.
2: Excuse me. It's Easily
1: confused, I, I think, think. it's
2: this Allstate that he's probably best known for. Uh, he probably did... Uh, oh, look how good he looks in his uh, IMDb yeah, page. Yeah, wow. like James Dean. That's right.
1: He was the beeper king. Um, um, but they're still not saying his character's name on 30 Dennis,
2: Rock. Dennis uh, Duffy. Oh, Dennis
1: Duffy. Right.
2: Uh, so... He he plays in these um, Allstate commercials uh, like a, a sort of human representation of something that could something that could you know cause harm to you or your vehicle. Like sometimes it's a person, like a, a distracted driver, like I'm a sorority girl, distracted driver. Sometimes he, one time I remember he played a, a, like a flag flying from somebody's car that blows loose and right. then, like you know interferes with your driving um so he's you know whatever he is in the commercial whatever concept he is in the commercial he he plays it literally
1: yeah he's a personified concept which is fascinating one of the
2: best halloween costumes i ever saw was a guy dressed as him wearing just a suit and he had um like a little bandage over his eyebrow uh-huh um because i think that i forget which which concept he was he was being as that as that guy but he was he was instantly recognizable to me it was such a simple costume right
1: um i'm gonna play one of these this is the one where he's playing uh he's personifying the idea of a blind spot on your car and while somebody is driving their suv he is clinging to the outside of the car acting as a blind spot
0: i'm your blind spot and my job is easy hide big things you're good And with your cut-rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. He
1: might always have that uh, Band-Aid over the eye. That might be his... distinctive. Yeah
2: I think it's book. I think so it's like sort of the way you know that he's kind of always in in the middle of a disaster.
1: According to everything I just googled he's best known for a role on Oz the HBO series. Oh we, never, we never watched, watched that, that so yeah um, I'm sure
2: Oz fans will recognize him.
1: Okay uh, I'm going to just zip through a couple more of these really quickly and the rest we'll just have to uh, leave to the Facebooks unless we revisit this topic at some point. Um, listener Angie brings up the guy who was in the Puppyhood oh, commercials. Yeah. These were that we talked about these a while back.
2: Very, Very appealing and, and, and sort of the rare guy who's not like obviously handsome but no. has but is a but is an appealing hipster guy.
1: schlubby chic yeah um, and uh, he was in the, these were fascinating videos probably online only produced by BuzzFeed in uh, partnership with Purina who was starting kind of an I think an, was it was an adoption campaign or maybe just a puppy campaign uh, which is, that sounds weird um, the name of the actor is Max Baumgarten and I, I can't remember what we said about him last time but I think we were kind of like watch this space yeah. right? because he's a very appealing guy um, uh, Sarah says, Oh, I like this one. We'll end on this one. Cause it's just so obscure. She says, I have a total crush. On the professorial guy in the Our Time dating site commercial. Way out of my age range, but he's just fabulous. Oh, I know. I know know who this guy is. Are are you serious? You know which one he is? Yeah, the Silver Fox. I'll bet you anything. Okay, so this is so I I had to He's got
2: good fashion sense. I had
1: to figure a lot of things out. So, Our Time is a dating site for people who are 50 or older, and this is an ad for it. And it's just an ad that flashes through a whole bunch of like kind of regular people, you know, giving testimonials about how the site works. This
2: guy does not date women over 50 in real life.
0: (laughs) In the grocery store, they don't come up to you and say, hey, I'd like to go out on a date. But on our time, they do. It was really nice to be on a site where gentlemen are actually looking for someone of my age. And then they match you up with somebody that
2: has the same likes and the same values. I feel like I'm back in high school.
0: I got my marriage within about 10 minutes of being on the site. Yeah.
1: He, so he is totally professorial. As Sarah says, he's uh, wearing like a, a sweater vest with a jacket over top of it. And he is definitely a silver fox. He's in some sort of – he's like a – Maybe he's supposed to be a designer of some sort. He's in some sort of a kind of a cool blank space. Yeah, it looks like know. a sky
2: bridge or something. Oh, yeah.
1: Maybe it's a sky bridge. Uh, anyway, so you, he has stood out to you before yes. as well. You
2: knew this? I knew I knew I right no, who she met. I knew nothing about it. And there's it. no way he's dating women over
1: 50. I knew nothing about it. Anyway, that the was... guy is
2: dating 30-year-olds.
1: You know what? Maybe he dates, dates women who are age-appropriate. You don't know that. A lot of people do. Do they? I do. All right. uh, Let's move on. Um, So much fun. If you guys want to add into the conversation again, look for the Facebook group on Facebook. Group. Now, let's move on to a segment that we call Commercials in the News. Commercials
0: in the News.
1: Thanks to our buddy, Aaron Mason over The Grapes of Rad, for uh, recording that little intro for us. I think it's exactly what the segment needed. It really is.
2: Thank you, Aaron.
1: Uh, Genevieve, this is a a story that you uh, emailed to me this week uh, from the New York Times. I think you might have saw it in Jezebel. Um, Originating uh, in the New York Times, uh, headline, Brands to Ad Agencies, Diversify or Else. And we kind of said this at the top of the show. The bottom line is, three very heavy hitters in the uh, world of commerce, uh, Verizon, General Mills, and uh, HP, basically kind of a part of Hewlett-Packard, Packard um, sent letters to their advertising agencies. And some of these have, like, like, I think Verizon has 12, maybe, advertising agencies. And told them all, like, you need to diversify your work staff and the leadership of your companies or we're going to take our, our business elsewhere. And it's nice to see... It's its nice to see not only doing this from a moral perspective, but the fact that like this is the world we live in now. If we want to sell to a whole bunch of different people, we can't just have a bunch of white guys you know, making the creative decisions on how to get into their heads.
2: I agree with this. And I don't think this is a bad thing. I will say that... I would love to know what uh, GM, our General Mills, uh, Verizon, and uh, HP, I would love to know what their diversity and gender parity numbers are. And I will say this, too. Hmm. It's certainly easier to tell your ad agency, hey, Diversifier will fire you and make your ads diverse so we can appeal to a diverse set of customers without holding yourself accountable. because. They are obviously trying to sell to as many people as they can. And for that, they need a diverse ad campaign. Right. But I would really love to know if they have if they are walking the walk. So
1: in other words, while I thought it was somewhat refreshing that they're saying this isn't a moral point, this is a business point, and this is what's good for business and also for society, you're almost put off by that a little bit because it you just, think it should be motivated a little bit more by do the right thing, not... Uh, diversify your workforce so that we can convince more people to buy our shit.
2: Uh, I mean, obviously, that's why anything happens in advertising. It's it's a it's a bottom line issue. If if they could if they could make more money by selling exclusively to white dudes, I don't think there's any question that that's what they mm-hmm. do. I what I'm saying is if you're so if you're on your high horse about your val about diversity as a value and diversity is uh, you know diversity is what how the country looks and that represents our customer base and we want to we want to speak to the people uh you know we want to speak to the people as they are and 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 in the you know with parity like is that how you're hiring is that how you know like like what are you doing to reflect that in your own in your own hiring If, if diversity is such an important value and i agree and believe that it is then i hope you're also doing things on your end to reflect that in the business decisions that you make internally because it's real easy to just say, we want our ads to look diverse and by the way, please don't look at our board of directors or anyone in our C-suite. I don't know what's...
1: I mean, obviously, Meg... Weg Mittman, or Meg, <laughs> better known as uh, Meg Whitman, famously the head of HP. True. Um, the other two I just looked up quickly. Verizon, General Mills definitely have white guys uh, as CEOs. And I, I just can't speak to whatever their diverse, ma- how diverse their makeup is as a company. My gut says you're probably right. Probably, physician, heal thyself first. Um, let me just tell you what the kind of um, – what the numbers are that they're looking for. According to the New York Times, Verizon gave their firms a month to submit details on how many women and minorities they employ across different roles and senior leadership and asked for, quote, action plans describing how they're going to increase those numbers in the future. General Mills told its firms it wants creative departments to be staffed 50% by women and 20% uh, with minorities. So By when? uh, I I don't know if the article doesn't say it or whatever. You're very skeptical about it. I understand why you would be. I do kind of like the fact that they're putting real numbers to this, though. That's
2: fine, but they are not putting real numbers to this. They are telling another business to put real numbers to it. And it just feels to me like this is a... Real good PR move for them. It has exactly the effect on you that they wanted to have, which is like, look at the bravery of these big companies. But they're just past – they are they are outsourcing their diversity. See,
1: what I, I – I don't know if you said like me. Like I I, I don't think – I'm not saying these companies are, are heroes about this or that they're good. I, I like the fact that it's kind of like, hey, listen, it's just good business in 2016, especially in this, the creative But even thing.
2: that's a talking but, point. But
1: um, I just like – here's what uh, Michael Fanuel, uh, he's the chief creative officer of General Mills. He was not trying to make it sound like they're heroes at all. He said – I think he was saying this on a stage somewhere at a conference, by the way. He said, you don't need to be a mom to make some Cheerios ads, but if we have more moms on the team making Cheerios ads, then maybe we increase the probability we do work that connects with moms in a re- richer, deeper, more powerful, meaningful way. That's really what our drive for diversity is. It wasn't some sort of moral high horse stance. I
2: just think that's sort of a, a head fake.
1: You think that they are trying to make it sound like a moral high horse yes, stance?
2: Yes, this is, this, is this is a strategy. This is a PR strategy
1: it can't you can't
2: you well it can be both but it's uh i mean it makes me laugh to think of some company telling an ad agency like you're gonna have 50 percent women and minorities by x date like like that's just that is that's grandstanding in the like it's just grandstanding
1: Mm -hmm. and and it doesn't really hurt them because they can then just go do it sure client um all right uh well for boy i feel like i'm always the one who's like way more cynical in this case uh I feel a little I feel a little bashful. I feel a little schooled. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's not
2: that I don't want these ad companies to be diverse or or to feel economic pressure to be more diverse. I actually think that's I mean, of course I think that's wonderful and it should ads and and all businesses should reflect uh you know, the wonderful diversity that is our real life. Um but pa- but but passing it off to your vendor and saying like you're going to be diverse So that we look good or that so that because and I know you're saying like, oh well it's you know they're just saying it's an economic decision. If it was just an economic decision, there wouldn't be a news story about it. Somebody talked someone told the New York Times about it. Don't don't think this just Oh yeah, they
1: sent letters. Well this interesting thing is yes, yes, as a matter of fact, maybe this would even give more uh give more poverty argument because they didn't do a press release, but it says here um I'm going to read directly from the New York Times Uh, marketers. This is a quote from uh, 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 somebody named Scotty. Um, I'm sorry, somebody named Scotty at the uh, at General Mills sent out this letter, and it says the letter was not made public, but was provided to the New York Times by Verizon this week. This is a marketing strategy. This
2: is a this is a strategic communications plan, Mm -hmm. and and by making
1: it by making it seem and it was
2: written up to unfold exactly as it did
1: well that kind of raises an interesting point then so did you want to talk about this so that you could talk about what bullshit it is and if so are we playing into it like
2: no i mean i think it's i don't think it's both bullshit and not bullshit it's like you know schrodinger's marketing strategy
1: (laughs) god i wish we could name the show that it's
2: both a good thing but also a calculated thing and i do take exception to companies like verizon and general mills uh, wagging the finger at other organizations without getting their own house in order, and maybe they have, but I certainly haven't heard about like any great diversity revolution at Verizon,
1: yeah, boy, it really does go to show you though know. I just
2: I work in an industry or I work in a field where we think about these issues a lot, and we work really hard to hire in ways that are representative of uh the general population and and to and to hire for diversity and I'm telling you it's it's not as it's not as simple and as easy as like. Tomorrow, we're going to be, you know, we're going to have parity across like every race and gender, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just doesn't work that way.
1: You know, we talked about, and not just there, let's like put aside the kind of crush thing or the attractiveness level. our segment that we just did about The Crushes was really about spokespeople, right? Yeah. And, like, all of the women, not one African-American, not not one non-white well, Terry woman. Cruz. Yeah, well, women. I was saying oh. no, not one white, uh, non-white woman was on our list, I don't think, with the mm. possible exception of the... Um, Possible exception of the uh, the the insurance woman you loved Brad um, and then Isaiah Mustafa and Terry Crews two African American men of course that that we brought up but um, th- I think that speaks to probably y- you and I being white people in a pretty white in a very white city and in mm-hmm. a white just enclave uh, but also I think it speaks to the fact that like how many how many black women or just even non white women. Are the main face your flows of your world? Right. Your AT and T girls. Of, I cannot think of one off the top of my head.
2: I can't either, and that's really terrible.
1: I don't know if that's on us or if it's on if it's on. Well, maybe it's on everybody. You know, shame I, on everybody <laughs> involved.
2: Uh, you know, it would be interesting. You know, we've talked about like what show are we going to do? Uh, our Uh, like our live show, like what we record and then do a live show. It'd be interesting to pick a show that is like on BET or, you know, that primarily reaches a black audience because I will be very candid. I mean, we we typically don't watch shows that are pitched to a black audience. Yeah,
1: right. Okay, well, on uh, that depressing note, uh, let's check in on uh, the emails people have been sending us in the Ad Council.
0: Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying, only the echoes of my mind.
1: All right, listen, at the top here, before we get in the actual notes you guys have sent us, I want to uh, talk about this Facebook Live thing that we agreed to do, uh, Vive. So we're on the hook now. We know that we're going to do uh, a, a live, uh, like a Facebook Live. I don't even know how to use Facebook Live. I need to yeah, figure a lot gonna of Yeah, it's going to be a real out. shit show. <laughs> so I need a little bit of time to practice on this. I think I need to get some sort of a tripod thing for my phone. But uh, here's how I'm imagining this happening. Uh, you and I are going to choose one hour, maybe two Probably one hour of programming uh, during something that you and I don't usually watch, and we're going to record our DVR uh, for that hour. And then on Saturday, October fifteenth at one p.m. Pacific time—that's Saturday, October fifteenth, four p.m. Eastern, one p.m. our time—we're going to set up our. We're going to set up my phone pointing at the television. And maybe you and me in the corners or something, real Mystery Science Theater three <laughs> thousand, maybe. Um and we are going to watch these commercial breaks with you live. I'm assuming an hour of programming, we're talking four to six breaks, probably. Yeah.
2: Probably um, looking like about twenty minutes, maybe twenty minutes. Maybe of it'll content. be twenty minutes.
1: There'll probably be some repetition once we get into it. But like I'm thinking like I don't know something random like 3 p.m. Fox News is that something that like I would just never watch? I don't watch TV at that time. I don't watch yeah. Fox News. Um, if you guys, by the way, that's kind of where I'm leaning. But if you guys have any ideas on what hour of programming you think we should record, Genevieve, you mentioned maybe something that is not aimed at a white audience a moment ago. Maybe uh, maybe children's programming, anything that's kind of outside of our comfort zone because I don't want to go live and have it be a bunch of commercials we've already talked about yeah. before. Um, and uh, and we'll do it we're going to basically we're inviting you into our living room via facebook Uh, this will be posted via the group by the way so uh if you go to the new after these messages facebook group uh on october 15th at 1 p.m pacific time 4 p.m eastern um join join the fun and you guys will be able to communicate with us that's right as well
2: Um, and we will be forwarding fast forwarding through the content whatever the show it is that we're watching so we won't be sitting sitting through a, a tv show together um, but we'll pause as needed, uh, to, to respond to comments and, um it should be a hot mess so please yeah, tune yeah it's in. probably gonna be
1: a hot mess i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you but if you enjoy i'm i'm really really nervous about this so we, we you just were, gotta
2: set your expectations super low we
1: were going to the listeners do or i do
2: yeah no all of us uh, everyone. everybody
1: everybody does so i was going to do it we were thinking we we're gonna do it this saturday but i just told you before the show i need one more week to just to kind of i think we need to do a details. little bit more
2: figuring out of maybe we can record a few things and sort of see what our options are yeah
1: and you guys can email us or post on the Facebook group if you have a suggestion about uh, what hour of programming you'd like us to DVR. Um, All right, moving on to uh, the, the, the ad council here. We got a note from Catherine posted in the new Facebook group. She says, my ever observant husband noticed that the diner in the nationwide commercial with everybody singing to the Jingles Melody She says, my husband noticed that when the cook puts out a dish and says he gets the same thing every time, Peyton Manning gets the same thing every time, the cook puts out a chicken parm sandwich, which references another nationwide commercial with Peyton full circle of course that was i think the second one in the series very chicken
2: parm you taste so good
1: and i think that's the kind of iconic Peyton singing that song and i wanted to pull the, uh, pull this off the facebook page and bring it into the the podcast because i noticed that as well and i pointed it out to you and we did this is a while back and we did a lot of rewinding and slow motion on that because it's a shock enhance uh, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of enhance now that you can talk to the remote control we're like one step away from that um it's a shot of a short-order cook, but he, he's on the other side of the little hole in the wall that is the view from the diner into the kitchen, right? You can mm-hmm. picture this. And this is where you throw the sandwiches, whatever the meal is. You throw it on this counter. The yeah, order They come up. and take it. Order up. So this guy throws a parm sandwich you know, into this little area. Now, this is a 30-second commercial. They cut three times back to the um, to the short order cook in that shot in a period of like under 10 seconds they shoot him they shoot away they shoot him they shoot away they shoot him every time they shoot back to him it's a different setup of food on the counter there like you see the chicken parm the first time he's putting it down then the camera shoots away for a second it comes back to him and the chicken parm is nowhere to be seen there's some different food there And same with the third time around. So I said to you, look, that's horrible continuity. And you said, no, 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 he's a short order cook. This food is just moving really quickly.
2: Yeah, I think it's probably a continuity error, but I think it's plausible enough. There's just enough time that in a fast moving diner, you know, those orders could be getting picked up by waitresses or
1: waiters. I just wanted to to point out that... um, Sometimes we have commercial fights off the air as well. Yes. It was a real knockout drag out, too. I like this uh, note we got from Lauren. She emailed us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail.com. She says, it looks like United wanted to subvert the Dopey Husbands commercial because they made a Dopey Wife commercial. Now, you and I talked about this. What did we name that show? Uh,
2: Man Babies and Mommy Wives.
1: Man Babies and Mommy Wives. That trope of men just... Oh, man. They need their wives to act like their mom because men don't know how to do laundry. Right. Men don't know how to walk around the house Men don't know what to buy things. at the grocery store. They just belong in their man caves is where they belong. Um, or is it men cave? I'm not sure what the p- proper plural is Ooh. on that. Anyway, Lauren sent us this article uh, – I'm sorry, this commercial from uh, United Healthcare. And you – if you haven't seen this already, Vives, you are going – to die it is a mom and her little girl uh in the uh in the living room and they have a a, a little like toy basketball hoop set up and i, I think the rest is self-explanatory
2: Woo! like mama like daughter did you know i was the mommy slam dunk champion really <laughs> yes really don't sound so surprised yes okay look i'm gonna show you a move but you can't tell your dad Pinky you swear
1: all right, here we go.
2: Championship game.
1: She gets ready we to have slam dunk here. Like four seconds here. left.
0: The crowd is getting excited. They're waving. What do they say when they wave? Go, mama! Go,
2: mama! Go! Go, mama! Go, mama! Go, mama. Oh, and the mama takes it behind. Mama go!
1: Oh, mama! She goes. She goes to slam dunk it, and her arm goes up into the ceiling fan. The light comes smashing down, and then uh, the husband this time walks out of the kitchen to see his dopey wife on the on the floor.
2: Why do I want to like this one?
1: I love it. Are I, you kidding me? I
2: love it, and I I it doesn't bother me. Do, there's nothing about it that makes me think like this is disrespectful to this mom or mm-hmm. this family, like.
1: Yes, I agree. Although it looks like there's a series the, of this where the mom does increasingly. No, meetings. actually, you know what? I think I ended it too soon. At the very end, there's a little coda that looks funny. So we're going to hear the um, we're going to hear the, the pitch now from health from United Healthcare, and then at the very end, we see the mom and girl pulling a, tam, a, a trampoline. United the Healthcare.
2: Uh
1: huh. So at the very end, we see they're going to get into some more physical so she hasn't physical exactly pranks. learned her lesson. <laughs> and the husband's like, yeah, you're going to get on a trampoline now?
2: You know, this one gives me the same feeling as that Buffalo Wild Wings ad where the mom leaves the family and goes uh, to watch March Madness and, and uh, the children say to the dad, um, you know, we, you have to babysit us because uh, you
1: went to art school or something. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, Because in this case, it's the mom that wants to bro down for three days watching March Madness. And in here, it's sort of like it's a
2: mom and a daughter, and she's, you know, super sporty. And uh, also, I mean, they're just a very appealing family. And there's something about the way the dad reacts that is a little bit less of, like, eye-rolly than we typically see in the man-baby and mommy-wives dynamic, But I think ultimately what I'm reacting to here is that this just isn't a dynamic that has been played to death for women.
1: Exactly. And I think that's totally fine. I mean, you listen to enough commercial radio uh, or like a a conservative radio, I should say. Um, And, you know, I used to work in commercial radio. And, you know, I would, some of my colleagues would go on the air and they just would make these most reductive, dumbass arguments about, like, well, how come, you know, if the shoe were on the other foot, you would say that sexist or whatever. It's like, yeah, because the shoe can't be on the other foot. Because if you're talking about race or gender or or whatever it happens to be, there aren't decades or years or or centuries uh, of oppression that are part of that. Right, You or, can't or take it out of
2: its context. Hundreds
1: of thousands of commercials. So I think it's. I don't think you should have to apologize for saying, "Oh, well, this is just uh, shoes on the other foot." Uh, so therefore, I, I I can't like this adorable commercial between uh, this this mom and daughter. I and as enough time goes by. And this gets tired and played out, and the and the stereotypes change. Well, then the stereotypes change. But right now, this commercial is airing in a world where we don't see a lot of commercials like this. So, um, and there's not a the stereotype. It's also nice of to the, see an
2: African American family in this very like yes uh, loving middle class. Uh, you know, nuclear family.
1: It's one of those commercials where, like, the second, like, you know, we don't have kids, but you see something like that, you're just like, I want to be in that family, right? <laughs> just like, just, just so adorable. Uh, got this voicemail from Matt, who just wanted to react to a whole bunch of things he heard on the show recently.
0: Hey, guys, this is Matt from Tacoma. I'm calling on uh, Friday the 30th. I just wanted to comment on a couple episodes I listened to recently. Um, that slogan's heroes episode, I think, is the one with your friend Ben on there. Uh, man, he was great. He's a great guest. Uh, your shows with guests are, are great fun. Um uh, not that they aren't fun without guests, of course, but he had some pointed comments and some pretty good laughs in there too. And,
1: um, so I wanted to just pause it there for a second. The reason I wanted to play that part is because, yeah. Ben's fucking awesome yeah and you should check out his other podcasts he has uh the greatest generation that's on uh, Maximum Fun now him yeah. and his co-host talk about um uh Star Wars the Next Generation oh my god and you and I have been watching Star Trek oh I actually said Star, Star Wars Trek I usually make that joke and this time I just
2: I could tell you weren't joking
1: <laughs> I'm talking a mile a minute so we gotta get out of here but uh anyway the Greatest Generation. Listen to it; it's amazing. He also uh, hosts a podcast called "Let's Drink About It." He is the best, and you should uh, listen to those. Okay, let's let's go
0: back. Also, that uh, that coffee ad, which I know I've heard before. I, I wanted that wife to throw that pot of hot coffee in his face so bad.
1: This is the super super sexist coffee ad, right? From tastes the like 50s. Fr- fresh, fresh <laughs> right? Exactly. And basically, this guy is being emotionally abusive to his wife because she can't make a decent pot of coffee, and
0: like. Write a manifesto, and go shoot Andy Warhol or something. I don't know. It just made me so mad on her behalf. And also, I'm listening to the one, uh a more recent one from the 13th, where you're talking about popular songs in advertising. And I was chomping at the bit to mention the Nick Cave uh, or Nick Cave, Nick Drake song before you played it. And I, that's one of the times I really enjoyed having a song like that in an ad because I I didn't know anything about Nick Drake before that, and now I'm a huge fan. So, and that whole album's good. Anyway, uh, kudos to the shows. I love love the show. I listened to it from the beginning. Uh, Keep it up, folks. Thanks. We've
2: had a couple of people give that same feedback about that Nick Drake song. That's yeah.
1: That's really here. Let's just take a listen to a little bit of it. This was a VW. I think so. Nick Drake only released three albums while he was
0: alive. So it's
1: real struggled with a lot of stuff i think he committed suicide he might not have it might have been an overdose or whatever but he was not a. Uh, he, I i feel like i'm not a nick drake expert and i'm not an elliot smith expert but it's hard for me to um not kind of think of them a little bit in the yeah. same way to two like just amazing artists who wrote some pretty delicate poignant music um and uh, anyway if you if you haven't yet check out nick drake um and let's see do we have time for this last one vives Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah, because this is a really good uh, email from listener Sydney, and it's related to last week's episode. We were talking about Von Miller. Uh, he's one of the football players. He uh, is a Denver Bronco, and um, we mentioned that he's wearing these really cute glasses in this commercial for Xbox One. And then I looked into it, and he really does wear. He really does need glasses. And I read a whole article about it. And uh, Sydney wrote in to say. I just finished listening to episode 47, uh, during which you're talking about the sport ball players. Um, Number one, I happen to be a Broncos fan. Number two, I do some work in the world of sports philanthropy, and I wanted to let you know that not only does Vaughn own 100-plus pairs of glasses, which I think we mentioned last week, um, he also has a nonprofit called Vaughn's Vision that coordinates free eye exams and eye care and also free glasses to low-income youth in the city of Denver. So pretty sweet stuff. Not only is Vaughn passionate about his own glasses, he also Cares a lot about making sure that kiddos in his community who need glasses can have them. um, Love the show, Sydney. Uh, Yeah, I had read that in the article. A couple of folks mentioned
2: that. uh, I I forgot. Did I
1: not mention it on the show last week?
2: I I can't remember. I know I've been talking about it with some listeners, but maybe it was on. Clearly, I didn't. A bunch of
1: people needed to write it. But anyway, I'm really glad that Sydney et al. wrote in to to emphasize that. I think it is really cool. I'm becoming a, a bigger and bigger fan of his.
2: Love him. You can't sell
0: anything. You can sell anything.
1: All right, here we go. One more time. Don't forget, on Facebook, there's a new group. If you haven't switched over yet, make sure you uh, join the fun over there. It's been very vibrant in the first week of its, uh, of its birth. Yeah, let's keep it going. Um, loved getting the voicemail from Matt. You can, uh, you can call us at 607-444-5597. Again, that's 607-444-5597. And email
2: that's after these messages show at gmail that has not changed you can still uh, hit us up there uh, after these messages show at gmail
1: okay so i don't think we know what we're doing next week yet on the podcast we'll come up with something we always do and don't forget uh it's october 15th that's a saturday 1 p.m pacific 4 p.m eastern we're gonna be doing our first facebook live so we're, we'll remind you of that again uh, and you can always week. find
2: uh find the we'll, we'll post a but we'll post the time and
1: date and everything on the Facebook group. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Viz. This was fun.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
1: All right, everybody. Have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Oh, Dip. is Heems once again, back again with the caravan of says from Pakistan. Karachi Posse's Aki's Poppy. Red octagons couldn't stop me. I burned head.